0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Beau Brock, Alex Clancy, thank you for joining the program, wherever you may find us, whether it's Spotify, the Odyssey app, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or if somehow we're back up on Apple. Please spread the word if you're listening to us and you have some friends that also partake in some locked Cardinals that the Apple Podcast app is, it's not going, things aren't going well over there. So tell them that you can still find daily episodes of Alex and I talking about the Arizona Cardinals just on different podcast providers. You can find them on our link tree, it's all over our social media we're trying to get the word out that we're still doing daily shows. We might be perceived as lazy people, but we do shows on the daily. Isn't that right, Alex? Yeah. I mean, Bo's level of laziness,
1: aside from how he does his hair every morning, it doesn't really have anything to do with the podcast.
0: Thank you. Um, That's well said. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, him waking up at 9 a.m. is is him, you know, waking up early. It's kind of been a thing that we've had to circumvent. No. Yeah. It's, it. listen, it sucks. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna sugarcoat this. Like it's it sucks that iTunes is is um, having issues and it's it's it's, it's not just locked iTunes? on. Of, I don't think it's sorry? iTunes anymore. I don't think it's been for iTunes Apple for a podcast. while. Apple Podcasts, whatever. I mean, we were there we were there for Kazad, Limewire. Okay, we were there way before iTunes uh, when we were when we were ripping songs from you know Napster and everything. But yeah, it's 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 been tough to circumvent. Because it's hard. Not everybody's on Twitter, not everybody's on Facebook that listens to us. So please tell your friends that listen, that have Apple podcasts. There are other ways. The Odyssey app, we have a link that will pop in from the Odyssey app that's going to make everything a lot more streamlined. So we're working on it. And I promise we do a podcast every day.
0: Yeah, we absolutely do. And um, we, we pre- just spread the word, either, even without the uh, the whole podcasting part, just say that, hey, if you like the Arizona Cardinals, these guys are talking about it on a daily basis, there's like no stone that's uh, left uncovered and that we're hitting pretty much every cardinal's topic and it's right here it's your one-stop shop and we're the only people that are doing it on a daily basis and we're having a lot of fun with it we appreciate everybody reaching out to us on social media having some fun we've got the we're taking part of the locked on podcast network's question of the day which is which NFL coach's seat is the hottest so we're going to give Cliff Kingsbury's seat a heat check on this episode plus our guy Big Ten Ben's going to join us the uh, a little bit of an unknown in the second round for the Arizona Cards. We've seen the big plays. We knew that Rondell Moore was going to be in the conversation as far as you know a top ten prospect at his position. But we're going to get more insight on Rondell Moore. I'm sick of people calling him Andy Isabella 2.0 because he's not. He's he's not. I, I view him more of like a Tyler Lockett light. He's a little bit shorter than Tyler Lockett. He can provide some uh, spark in the in the return game, and he's a guy that you're going to move around. Uh, will he develop into the receiver that Tyler Lockett has developed into since going from like a third round pick from Kansas State, undersized receiver, to an absolute weapon for Russell Wilson? That's up to Rondell Moore. It's up to Cliff Kingsbury. That's up to Kyler Murray. But, you know, I think that the tools are there. Um, you know, and then, then we've got it. We do have an update. I guess we'll give it to you right now here on Lockdown Cardinals. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Lockdown AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner to follow Alex, and at B O B R A C K to follow me, Bo Brock. Uh, an update on Larry Fitzgerald. So Steve Keim, Alex, he joined uh, Mad Dog Radio's Adam Schein, um on on SiriusXM yesterday. And this is what he said about Fitz. Quote, he's told me he likes the moves in the offseason and he's excited, but he hasn't told me his plans. I think with a guy like him, who's earned this right, a lot of times guys like to see how their body feels. They want to feel the motivation to go back out for another long, grueling season. So everything that we've pretty much outlined as far as fits, it all seems to be true according to Steve Kine.
1: You know how the president has their first 100 days, their first 100-day report? This is the first 100-day report of Larry Fitzgerald's decision because it's taken over 100 days. Wow. And this is something that, you know, we, we've talked about it. I went back and looked. The lo- the longest he made people wait, I believe once was mid-March, but that was the latest. There was one in January, which was the most recent offseason before this one where he's like, yeah, let's let let us pack it up for one more year going into the 2020 season. Do you think that Steve Kime needs to be like, Fitz, let's go. I mean, do you think he needs to have a backbone here and say, listen, I know everything that you are for the organization, for the state of Arizona. Like, it can't be understated what Larry Fitzgerald has done for the landscape of professional sports in Arizona. But they need to fill a roster spot if he's not going to take it. Or is it it still, we're not there yet? And Larry Fitzgerald saying, so I'm going to ask you that. And then I'm going to also ask you, is Larry Fitzgerald waiting to see if this roster is good enough to make a run?
0: I mean, what Steve Kime said was Larry likes the move so far. So I think he he knows that the roster is better or it's it's improved on paper. And then Steve Kime can't do what you're saying because of exactly what you said. He's like, Larry Fitzgerald has earned, earned the right to do this and he doesn't need to, Steve Keim also said that if he does want to come back, there's a place for him, and and they'll they'll figure it out. Shoot, just cut Andy Isabella. There you go. There's your roster spot. Don't bring back Andy or Isabella one more time and think that he's going to be able to perform uh, and get open because the last two seasons he hasn't been able to do so. I, I just think that with Larry Fitzgerald, you know he's going to be prepared. You know he's going to be in shape. You know yeah. th- there's, there's 17 years of him showing – every reason for you to believe, like, okay, he's going to be ready to go if he wants to go, and and that's fine. You just have to keep the faith in that. He's not going to come in with a beer belly, and he's not going to be coming in, and he's not going to be ready to go. He's going to know Cliff Kingsbury's offense no matter – I'm sure he knows every route tree. Even though he's been playing the slot for the last couple of years, he probably knows every route in the offense, and he'd be ready to contribute You know, in any way possible. Now, now he's got to just figure out, though, like, okay, I have my spot, Alex. I've got. Uh, we've got these improvements to the roster – but am I going to be comfortable with my what my role is going to be on this team? Because I think that's the biggest thing with Larry Fitzgerald.
1: Yeah. I mean, because we've talked about this, that, yes, Larry Fitzgerald has stayed with one team. He's played through a bevy of you know horrific quarterbacks, but he's always been paid handsomely and he's always been the number one target. So there are certain things that he's been given – that has had inherent value for him to stay with the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, he loves the city of Phoenix. He loves the people, philanthropically, charitably, everything. We know this. We don't have to constantly remind people why Larry Fitzgerald's such a great person. But he's also been given those attributes of his, you know, for his career like, you're going to get all the targets, you're going to score all the touchdowns, and you're going to make all the money. And now that's going to be completely different, as you mentioned. And would I like to see him back? Of course. You know, you want to see number 11, what we saw, and I'll go back to this once a month, the catch in the back of the end zone against Philly before the end of the first half show that Larry Fitzgerald's hands haven't aged. Larry Fitzgerald's hands are still top three in football. I don't care what you say about other people. I don't think that this is a home or take. Just look at what Larry Fitzgerald has done. More tackles than drop passes in his career. Everything speaks for himself. Now, does it matter, though, on the field? Like, is is this an issue? What's a bigger story, him retiring or him coming back? I mean, I think a bigger story would be actually him coming back. Him retiring like, yeah, makes sense. Let's wash him off into the sunset. Thank you so much for everything you've done. If he's come back, it's like, "Holy Holy crap. He really wants to go one more round?" Like I think that'd be a bigger story.
0: Yeah, I disagree. I think I think retiring and finally putting the bow on his entire career and calling it quits and really doing the thing where we didn't want him to do this and not take that victory lap and say goodbye in one final season. But I think he knows also, like, is is he is he struggling with, you know, the idea of, hey, everybody's really going to know. Like, before, like, it could be it, it could be it, it could be it, and now this, this is going to be it. Like, if, if he comes back for 18, and, you know, we've seen him now, as you pointed out, the longest it's taken him to make a decision that he's coming back you know that people are going to say okay this is it this is going to be his swan song this is going to be him this is going to be Mariano Rivera him doing his stadium tour and him you know getting different stupid g- gifts from each franchise and him having to get in front of the opposing teams crowds and and you know doing his little wave and saying thank you i don't think he wants to do that he just wants he doesn't want to make it about him but on another side of it you know this right now it's it kind of is about him we're talking about it the the story continues and the only way it can stop is him making a decision. And we'll see what side he goes. You know, Steve Keim's comments, that he's excited about this, th- the moves that they made. Why would you say that if you're not coming back? Why would Steve Kime ever say anything of substance in a press
1: conference? He never has. <laughs> so why would you take his weight? Like, seriously, he's the most, like, boring press conference you can have. He doesn't give any sort of information. Yeah, we're excited about this. These moves are going to make blah, blah, blah. Steve Kime has been... Who cares? Like, I don't know if Larry – I'm sure Larry Fitzgerald said some variation of that. He's not – he's never going to tell Steve Kime. oh, what the hell are you doing, man? Why would you take Zayvon Collins at 16? You think Fitz would ever say that to him? I feel like there's no real weight in Larry Fitzgerald being happy or excited about what the Cardinals have done this offseason. Like, I don't think there's any weight.
0: Yeah, I just don't think he's – unless Steve Kime says, hey, what do you think about the moves? You know, unless they – it's one of those awkward conversations where they forced his hand to say something and he was just being kind – it's possible. It really is possible. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's. It, it's ridiculous to think about it. But right now, I mean, it's all speculation. I mean, I was watching um, the clip from the roundtable the other day on on channel on twelve news. It was Cam Cox mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was our guy uh, uh, Ryan Cody, and there were four people on the panel, Lorenzo Alexander, and they're like, "Who is Fitz coming back?" And it was four guys, and it was pretty much two and two. It was split basically. So you know. You don't know. No, but nobody has any idea if Larry Fitzgerald's coming back. And what's crazy is Michael Bidwell has nine... Do you think there's a chance they know and they're just trying to like... Yeah. Yeah. Give me till June 1st, guys. Yeah. L- let me... It's not milking it
1: for... Like, and I've asked this multiple times. Like, is, is there a line of demarcation where it goes from thinking to being selfish? No. Nah. And at this point, it's dissipated so much, it's after the draft.
0: Like, I cannot believe that we don't know yet. But they haven't even been on the practice field yet. I mean, there, there's nothing... Larry Fitzgerald isn't holding up anything. Like they added another a wide receiver, potentially the game. they needed to do that anyway. So it's he's not holding up the Arizona Cardinals in any way. And as I've said, I think he's. I'm confident that if he decides to come back, even if it's July, even if it's a week in the training camp or beyond, I think Larry Fitzgerald's good for it. It's Lockdown Cardinals, part of your locked on podcast network. Your team every day. We're streaming live on our Twitter account. At Lockdown AZ Cards on our Facebook page, same same handle at Lockdown AZ Cards. Just find it where uh, on your Facebook account, and then we'll be up on YouTube hopefully again soon. Um, coming up next, how hot is Cliff Kingsbury's seat? We're gonna get a Cliff heat check as far as his seat's concerned. Plus, we're gonna be joined by our guy Ben Stevens, Big Ten Ben. He's gonna give us some insight on Rondale Moore. It's coming up here on Locked On Cardinals. Cardinals fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. Get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Text Draft to 231-231. This unique man boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text Draft to 231-231. That's Draft to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Nugenics Total T is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ads say, She'll like it too. If you're over 40, don't let age get in the way. Get your edge back with Nugenics. There's a reason NuGenix has been the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. This episode of Lockdown Cardinals is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs, At fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful. The ring from Platt Boutique is amazing. It's so simple and clean, but the vintage details are just incredible. It's a perfect little ring that's so timeless and it would make the perfect gift. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring, she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long. So find them by searching the words 10 by 10 only at blue nile.com. Bo Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals, hanging out with you on a Wednesday podcast. We appreciate everybody who tunes in, who reaches out to us on social media. We just uh we're 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 blown away by the amount of people that are listening to this podcast. Uh Seems like most people enjoy it. Some people don't. I mean, if you read the Apple Podcast reviews, some people don't enjoy it. But we, and we appreciate any kind of, uh, you know, perspective or, or thoughts, criticisms, whatever you want to say. We, we appreciate it. Bo, Alex, hanging out with you. So Locked On, the Lockdown Podcast Network tweeted this out today, Alex. It was, which NFL coaches' seats are the hottest? I'm paraphrasing, but uh, in the graphic, they had our boy K2, Cliff Kingsbury, and it's a secret to nobody that follows the Cardinals that things aren't exactly as, um, you know, as, as great as we would think after two seasons where they've seen win improvements in both from an atrocious 2018 season.
1: Yeah, and I responded with the gif, so hot, want to touch the hiney from Billy Madison. Because I mean, I I really think like there is a legitimate conversation to be had. And I it's completely irrational, but a lot of sports conversations are. Would it be better for the Cardinals to win five games and rip the band-aid off this year? And obviously, not for the players, not for the fan base, but for the grand scheme of the organization, would it be better for the Cardinals just to lose a bunch, get Steve Kime and 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 uh Cliff Kingsbury out of here and start fresh with Brian Dable or Eric Bianami? Because I'll tell you what this roster is going to be at the tip top of most desirable coaching spots. If Cliff Kingsbury gets fired next year, I mean, it's ready-made it's right. Sure. It's a little bit older. The defense is still kind of in flux depending on if they can replicate what they did last year, but this offense, what 15 teams in the NFL would take this offense over theirs. So you're looking at two guys that are ready to have a head coaching job and Steve kind probably won't get fired. Even if Cliff does, because he's got that lifetime pass, it seems, but how hot is it? The direct question. It's piping. I mean, it's super. It, it's as hot as it can get. We, we're past the cute phase of yeah. They drafted Kyler number one overall. Oh, he might have hit the sophomore slump what he did second half of last season. Even though it was more Cliff's fault than Kyler's. This is this is it. This is this is the spotlight. There are no more qualifiers. This is Cliff Kingsbury's third year. If they don't go over five hundred, he should be gone. In my opinion.
0: And it's going to be the, his toughest challenge of his coaching career. I mean, as, as we've pointed yeah. out, improving on three wins, it's pretty easy, especially when you have the number one pick. You have the top pick in each and every round. You've got ample cap space. That's what they had. They get Kyler Murray. They, they pivot off of Josh Rosen. It's the right move. They go to five wins. And then the next season, they go to eight. But still, a lot of people viewed that as, you know, uh, it, it was a it was a failure because they had an opportunity to beat a pair of backup quarterbacks down the stretch of the season, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't beat uh, CJ Beathard, and they couldn't beat John Walford. But at the same time, they didn't have Kyler Murray for the bulk of the final season, final game of the season. That plays a big role in it. But here here's what I'll say. This is why I don't believe that Cliff Kingsbury, to your point, is Veronica Vaughn right now. He's not so hot. You know, you don't want to touch the Heine. You want you need to figure out You want somebody to smoke? You want somebody to smoke? I'd rather have a beer. as far as Cliff Kingsbury is concerned, the jury is out. And by the end of this season, We need to figure out, Is it's make or break, basically, for Cliff Kingsbury. There's no more, like, he's in neutral, and, you know, it could go either way. The mistakes that he made in his second season, and he certainly made them, and he certainly made them in his rookie season, but they were more forgivable because, hey, he's a guy that nobody expected to be in that role. You know, fired from his alma mater, 35-40 and in the Big 12. USC offensive coordinator for, like, 2.5 seconds. He could barely measure out Clay Helton's office that he thought you probably thought he was going to be the next Trojan head coach. He becomes the card, one of the more unlikely head coaches in NFL history. That's all worn off. So we I still think that there's a the the where Cliff Kingsbury struggled in 2020. He can he can he can change those ways. Like I th- I think there it's very like he could learn from his mistakes, but am I skeptical that he might not? He might be stubborn enough not to. And that there's already, you know, a, a pretty long career at Texas Tech that shows us he's a failure of a head coach there and he's overmatched at this level even more so. That That's an extreme possibility as well. But, yeah, you were going to say something.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. The way you say it and, and shedding that light, because I know you've, you've defended Cliff more than I have. And that's probably fair just to kind of temper it a little bit. But let's look at what he didn't do right last year. And I'm going to pivot it to a positive to give him one more chance this year. Play calling wasn't great. I equated to a great trailer, but the movie's terrible. We've seen great things, great play calls that, that have uh, sprung guys for, for long touchdowns and things like that, sustained drives. Even though they weren't the scripted plays, because he's had trouble scripting plays when he knows what the defense is going to be, and he still can't execute that. But number two, time management, not great last year. Timeout management, not great last year. You know what that is? That's coaching. Those three things are coaching. Mm. So... Spinning it. A lot of people learn by making mistakes. So, oh man, like in radio for you and me, we made a huge mistake, whether it be timing out an hour or hitting a button too early, something as simple as that, or forgetting to call a guest that we had booked. You make a mistake once, you don't forget it and you you don't make that mistake again. If Cliff Kingsbury can spin it to where he doesn't make those mistakes as much, if he improves that by 80% this year and they go eight and nine, it's a completely different conversation. But if he replicates what he did last year for the majority of the season, regardless of how many games they win, it doesn't matter. He should not be a head coach in the NFL, in my opinion. But you give him that one more chance to be like, you know what? Yeah, I remember that timeout where we almost kicked, where we we kicked the field goal on second down and almost didn't get there because we called a timeout first because we had to call a timeout first. Like, there were some egregious errors by Cliff Kingsbury last year. And if he can not replicate those, he deserves another year. But regardless of win-loss, if he doesn't, he should not be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Yeah, it, and it's a fair criticism. Also, like, you could play devil's advocate and say, hey, if Zane Gonzalez just makes a couple clutch kicks, not, like, crazy kicks, if he just makes a kick, you know, maybe they meet my beat Miami. Maybe they beat New England. And it's you know, they don't even have to beat the Rams on the regu- in the regular season finale to get into the postseason. But look, it played out how it played out. Cliff Kingsbury's seat, it's hot. Neither you know, no matter what side of the fence you are on this, like there is heat on his seat, no doubt about it. As they sound like Dr. Seuss here. But, you know, Cliff Kingsbury is just one of those guys that it's he's going to face criticism and people are going to be skeptical about his ability to be an NFL coach for his entire career. I don't care if the Cardinals go 13 and 3, I'm sorry, 13 and 4 this year with the extra game. So, we'll continue this conversation. We're just getting started. I just thought it was interesting because the Locked On Podcast Network put it out there on Twitter and put Cliff Kingsbury and his Ryan Gosling looks on the graphic. We had to talk about it. Bo Brock, it's Alex Clancy. Make sure you're following along at Locked On Easy Cards, at Bob Rack, and at Clancy's Corner. Coming up next, we're going to get some insight on the Arizona Cardinals' second round pick, Rondell Moore out of Purdue. Can he impact this offense right away? We're going to talk to Ben Stevens. Big Ten Ben joins us next. It's Locked On Cardinals. Have you tried a built bar yet? What are you doing? It's the best tasting protein bar ever. What's your favorite built bar if you have? Did you know that Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors you can always count on, plus the occasional limited time flavors that always deliver. If you don't know about the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. There's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. You know what my favorite flavor is? It's the coconut brownie chunk. Unbelievable. And it's limited time, but every once in a while it comes around and I jump on it, I get myself a mixed box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are the Built Bars the most flavorful, best-tasting protein bars, they're healthy too. 17 grams of protein, most of them have it, 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. They're great for the keto diet. Order today. You can get raspberry, mint brownie or whatever you like and do it before Mother's Day. Mother's Day is coming up May 9th. Don't know what mom wants for Mother's Day? Get her some Built Bars. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Phoenix Suns are on fire as the team goes down the stretch towards the playoffs for the first time in over a decade. Want some action on the Sunnies? Maybe the D-backs. They're playing better ball. Baseball season in full swing. BetOnline's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info. All your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, and MMA action. It's BetOnline.ag. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline. On your laptop, your mobile device, check out the great sporting news. Sign up bonuses and contest information and don't sit on the sidelines anymore. As this is your chance to get into the game as your team preps for their playoff runs. Head over to the website, use your cell, sign up today, receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code locked on. You put in hundred bucks or get fifty free extra dollars to play around with and build your stack. It's bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On for your fifty percent welcome bonus. All right, we're back here, locked on Cardinals, your live stream. Also, wherever you find podcasts, we appreciate you tuning in. We're going to bring in our guy from the big, the Locked On Big Ten podcast, Big Ten Ben. What's up, Ben? Thanks for joining us, man.
2: What up, uh, What up, Alex? How you guys doing? Always happy to talk a little Purdue football in the month of May. <laughs> Nothing better, so glad to be here.
1: Yeah, listen, I don't know how, but I want to love something as much as you love Big Ten sports. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm 37. I thought I'd get there at this point. But the Shangri-La that you feel every second talking Big Ten sports... I'm envious of it. I am.
2: I mean, listen, it really comes from the fact that my name is Ben, and it was a (laughs) seamless pairing with the Big Ten Conference. So Big Ten Ben has consumed me. It is me now. Pretty much everybody outside of my mother calls me Big Ten Ben. So, and even she at times will reference me as Big Ten Ben, but not when she's mad. She still calls me Benjamin at that point. So, I mean, that's really where the congruency kind of happened, and my love affair for the Big Ten Conference has really grown and grown over the year. And speaking of people that I love, Rondell Moore and what he can do in that Cardinals offense, whew, I love that a lot.
0: Yeah, let's get to that. And I'm just happy your name wasn't Mac because the Pac 12, especially yeah. the football side of things, they've struggled for a while, and in Pac 12, Mac or Mac, Pac I have no idea. It's not Although, both, both, Bo, Mac talking the Mac,
2: if I could have dived into just like Buffalo and the Mid American oh. Conference and whatever, that might have been, you know, Bowling Green and Mac on a Tuesday. <laughs> that wouldn't have been the worst idea either. I think I would go Mac talking the Mac more right. so than Pac 12 Mac. I don't, you know, I think that
0: would well. have been a better just multiverse for, for you. Uh, let, Yeah, let's talk about as far as Rondell Moore fitting into this Arizona Cardinals offense because, you know, 2018, like a guy a lot of people want to compare him to and Andy Isabella, they both had probably their last successful seasons because we haven't seen much of Rondell Moore the last two seasons, Ben.
2: That's that's correct he only played in four games in 2019 in his sophomore year due to injuries and then with the Big Ten football season first not having a season then getting reinstated Rondell Moore had opted out then opted back in then was dealing with a nagging hamstring injury and everybody was so excited when he opted back in it was some of the best news alongside Rashad Bateman for talent returning to the Big Ten for that 2020 season and then when he wasn't playing it was a question mark of did he really opt back in what is holding him back and why is he on the sidelines next to Jeff Brom and not out there down with what we know Rondell Moore can do so a couple nagging injuries held him out but even when he's been on the field in the compacted 2019 season due to injury in the 2020 season that was just crazy there have been some glimpses of that brilliance that Rondell Moore wowed the country with really in his freshman year in 2018 I mean you look at 2020 for example only played in three games but he still totaled 35 receptions and 270 receiving yards so even when he was out there he was able to make some plays that left you saying all right yeah that's the Rondell Moore we know the 2018 Big Ten freshman of the year. I remember his season opener against Minnesota on a Friday night on Big Ten Network, and he was making people miss, and my jaw was on the floor being like, that's the Rondale Moore we know and love. So even in the short stints that he has had the past two seasons of the Big Ten Conference, there's those glimpses that you're like, okay, this is the real deal. This guy is definitely a second-round talent, probably even higher than that.
1: Ben Stevens at Ben Scott Stevens, Locked on Big Ten host, joining us here on Locked on Cardinals. Now, the comp – so – let, let me bring into our world a little bit here. Andy Isabella gets taken <laughs> by the Arizona Cardinals. DK Metcalf, who has had a better NFL career so far. I don't know if you've noticed in Andy Isabella. <laughs> the, uh-huh. the comp is going to be Andy Isabella and Rondell Moore. Not necessarily the players, because that's an asinine comparison. But just drafting the right receiver in the second round and not letting a DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin pass you by Deontay Johnson, etc. Now, Rondell Moore... The comp for him that I look at is Steve Smith. I mean, mm-hmm. is, is that fair? Because he's a big dude. He may yeah. be more athletic, more uh, electric than Steve Smith was. Well, Steve Smith was a 6'3 receiver in a 5'9 man's body. Yeah. But he was mostly outside. Is Rondell Moore a guy that can play outside, or are you going to see him keeping defenses honest between the tackles and allowing the outside guys in A.J. Green and DeAndre Hopkins to eat?
2: I think he could play outside if they needed him to. He did at Purdue at certain times, but I think he's more of your slot receiver that will be impacted, especially in how they design things for him schematically on end arounds in the run game if they need him to do that because he has that skill set and that versatility. And that's where I think Rondell Moore truly shines is in the open field. And you mentioned it, the knock against Rondell Moore was his size, only 5'7". How is that going to play in the NFL? But he is built like a brick house, and he can clean, he can bench, he can do all the power metrics you want to see. And, of course, he also runs a 4 So I don't think he's afraid of contact. He's not a guy that ducks out of bounds just because he doesn't want to get hit. He will make you miss one of two ways. Either he'll run past you and make you look foolish, or he'll engage with some contact and blow past you as well in the open field. So I think Rondell Moore is a really talented guy in terms of what he can do in that open space. So I don't know if he's your outside go-getter, throwing the deep ball down the field, kind of guy but he certainly has the speed to do it he ran a 4 two forty. I think he'll be more of a guy that fits in the slot finds those open spaces in coverage and then once the ball is in his hands he will make a lot of people miss and get you a lot of yards after that catch and do some explosive things that I don't think many people in this NFL draft can really do I would put Rondell Moore and Jalen Waddle up there with each other in mm-hmm. terms of what they can do with the ball in their hands especially whether it's in the run game on an end round or after receiving a catch that he can make you miss and make you look foolish in doing
0: yeah, we've all seen the social video of him squatting 600 pounds—absolutely absurd. Uh, but you know, was, was he caught playing hero ball a little too much? I mean, I was looking at his injury history. There was the hamstring. So you're not going to hurt a hamstring by taking on contact. That's that's usually a non-contact injury. And the other one, I thought I was reading a hockey injury report. It said lower body. Did, any, did he <laughs> did he take any kind of toll from trying to punish? oncoming uh, tacklers in his career? Is, is that something we should... Because Kyler Murray avoids contact. He knows that he's, you know, not your typical quarterback size. Rondell Moore, I mean, is he going to learn from maybe taking on some contact?
2: I mean, maybe so. And you look at a guy like Tyreek Hill in the NFL right now that he will give up yardage to get out of bounds. That is what he does. And there's no knock against him because he is so explosive at other times when he has the ball in the open field. So maybe that's something they teach Rondell more. And that's something that he's got to learn. I'm sure for most of his life, he was the guy that didn't matter if he was only five, seven, he was going to run through you if he could at the high school and the collegiate level, even against some of the best defenses in the big 10 conference. So the injury concerns are valid and they're there only four games again in 2019, only three games last year in 2020 but i chalked that more up to the weird 2020 big 10 football season than anything really lingering on Rondale moore so i think that's something he'll learn in the nfl how to best engage with contact and how to best get out of bounds because i think there will be a lot of opportunity for him to use that open field and take advantage of his speed to make people miss that he doesn't need to necessarily grind through a defender to pick up an extra yard although he is willing and able to do so which might endear him to his new arizona cardinal teammates
1: Talking to Big Ted Ben, host of Locked On Big Ten. We're talking Rondell Moore now. W- another thing in Arizona that we're dealing with is a head coach that isn't the greatest play caller, at least from you know the kickoff to, to the last play of the game. <laughs> Does Rondell Moore, like I I, I talked about it a lot? I mean, it's like a it's he, it's like a great preview. It's a great promo of a movie, but the movie ends up being terrible. <laughs> yeah. um, Andy Isabella had problems with the end around and ability to make plays when defenses were set up to defend those specific plays. Does Rondell Moore have the ability like Kyler Murray does to overcome Cliff Kingsbury's shortcomings? (laughs) Does he have the individual ability to make plays when the wrong play is called and he has to take on two or three defenders? You know what I'm saying? Like, does he have the intangibles to turn a broken play into a game?
2: I would certainly believe so. And there was a lot of, Times you saw that in his freshman year at Purdue the reason that Rondell Moore was on the scene in the way he was was that incredible game against Ohio State midway through that 2018 season and I think one of the things that goes maybe against Rondell Moore in the way that he's thought of is I mentioned it early on that he can be a part of the end around rushing game some trick plays in there some designed schemes to get him the ball in open space but really At his core, he's a wide receiver. Even when you look at the stats from that prolific 2018 season, he had a lot of all-purpose yards, but most of it, came in the receiving game in playing as that wide receiver whether it was outside or in the slot he had 114 receptions that freshman year in 13 games nearly 1,258 receiving yards and 12 touchdowns so really was more so just a part of the passing game than any kind of gimmicky thing that Jeff Brom would design so if you get him the ball in space and he can overcome some of Cliff Kingsbury's shortcomings I would think so I think he has that athleticism and that just ability to be versatile out in the open field but I would also say that I think he's an added weapon that I know Cliff Kingsbury was probably salivating over when he fell to them in that second round to be a useful component of that offense when you have guys like D hop on the outside and now AJ green on the outside that Rondell Moore provides another layer to that offense that I really think it's a dynamite draft pick in terms of what you can add to the explosiveness for the Cardinals
0: you excited about Rondell Moore yet big 10 Ben hooking us up with some incredible insight now I've been kind of like I've been looking over your shoulder. I am still I still don't think of Rutgers as a Big Ten team. It's been, what, Whoa. six years? Hey, Bo. <laughs> it's, no it's need for a, that. Maryland is still an ACC team to me. And Rutgers, I, they yeah. just don't think – they're just uh, – I don't know. Change my mind at some point down the road here. I just – You know I, what?
2: Wasn't Rutgers relegated to FCS at some point, too,
0: in football? Oh, you guys, this is –
2: we are on here to talk about Purdue and Rondell Moore and the greatness of the Big Ten helping out the Arizona Cardinals. Not for the cheap shots against Rutgers and Maryland, two of the latest additions to the Big Ten Conference. By the way, Rutgers made the NCAA tournament in basketball for the first time in three decades. Maryland is always there. In football, they're up and coming. Look out for Rutgers and especially Maryland this year in the 2021 college football season. A lot of talent on that roster that Mike Loxley is accumulating. So right. just keep note, just keep note.
0: To his brother and Greg Shiano's back and he's got Rutgers back on track. We appreciate it. You want more, you more insight on the Big Ten. You can watch him live on YouTube, right? When are you guys streaming? Every day,
2: every day on YouTube. A lot of them are not live so much, okay. but we put out a new episode each and every day, every morning around 9 a.m. Eastern. So you can see me there. You can hear me on Locked On, Big Ten, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, you know, we talked the glorious Big Ten conference. Right now we're doing a lot of NFL draft recap with some of the teams that selected the most Big Ten talent. At least Arizona got one. Yep. So that's what we're
0: happy yep. about. Yeah, and pound the table for Justin Fields to be a day one starter. Get rid of the bridge quarterback. It's stupid. Yep. Any Dalton has yep. no business starting in front of him. Listen to Ben Stevens. Follow him on Twitter, at Ben Scott Stevens. Ben, thanks, man.
2: Yeah, thanks, dude. Thanks very much.
0: Incredible insight there. Fun to talk to Ben. He's an electric follow on Twitter. He's a hilarious and just uh, he, he plays up his love for his genius. conference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for us, Bo and Alex. Spread the word. Apple Podcast. Tim Cook needs to get it together. In the meantime, follow, follow, find us on Odyssey. Find us on Spotify. Find us on Google Podcasts. Stitcher, wherever you find podcasts. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll talk to you tomorrow.